Podcast listeners, it is I, <laughs> Chico Noise, coming back at you with another Golden Odyssey. Interesting people doing interesting things. Alongside me, for the first time for this special episode, is Brandon Taylor, better known as Frankie Vegas. Sup? <laughs> From the Golden 80s podcast. Wait, this isn't the Golden 80s? <gasps> I think we're in the Wayback Machine. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we are doing a very special interview with our very special guest. It's the Emperor. The Golden J. The Creator. Sup, boys. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good intro. That was pretty good. Did I do, did I do yeah, you did great. Okay. Gunnar, have you met Jeremy? Uh, no, I haven't actually. <laughs> First time. First time viewer. First time caller. Probably seen him at Walmart or something. Who knows? I was the one in I always seen him at Myers. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't shop much at Walmart. Why not? Some beef? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. We got beef. We got beef in freaking Walmart. Yeah. There we go. But no, it's uh, yeah another Golden Odyssey episode. The Emperor has done all these interviews with interesting people, and, uh, and who's more interesting than Golden Jay? Yeah. Listen, boys, I don't know that our listeners are going to find out anything new that I haven't already spilled in the two hundred podcasts that I've already done. But well, maybe but I'm looking forward to what you guys are I, what you guys got up here. I, you. You never know. You know, you might come up with the story you remember from the past. You might. You might hear the same stories I've already told you ten times. That's all right. <laughs> I enjoy them. You always put a different twist on them. Though, oh, so. all right. All right. You know. Well, just so everybody knows, this is actually the last in this uh, the Golden Odyssey series. This will be the last episode of the season one of Golden Odyssey. Let's just put it that way. Um, I may bring it back. You know, maybe uh, early next year or something like that. If we can get, uh, say, nine or ten more interesting people lined up and do interviews, then I'll bring it back. As of right now, this is the final one. So you guys are on. On. It is the big show. The big show. It's the big, big show. show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Me and Frankie almost share a brain. It's weird. Mm. Almost. Yeah, if I say you're too long, it might happen to me too. Because we share a brain. If you're sharing a brain, then it's just gonna be a it's just a, it's brain. A, yeah, the three of us there share one go. brain. It'll be there great. We go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, Jeremy, why don't why don't we just start out? Tell us about yourself. I mean, you know, tell how'd you grow up? I mean, what where would you go to school? Um, you know, I grew up in a uh, middle class family. Um, you know, in the big town of Etna Green, went to school at uh, Triton High School or Triton, the Triton School District, you know, Triton Elementary, Triton High School. Not really much going on. I mean, it's a small town school. So um, we did have our tragedy, you know, throughout the years. We lost uh, 
I remember in sixth grade, I lost one of my best friends and, and Thad Neff and, and, and uh, Tony Alt both were killed in a car accident. And that wasn't sixth grade. That was, uh, it was what, junior high? Maybe it was my freshman year. God, the time is yeah. the time is hard to remember exactly when it was. It had to have been my freshman year because they were Thad was driving. So, um, you know, small town, small town Indiana, really for the mm-hmm. for the most part. So what? So as you got older, you got into music. What what brought you into wanting to be a musician, play guitar, or sing? You know, I I don't know that. <laughs> okay, you 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 might have found a story that. Uh, um, so I think it was right around the age of 13, 14, right in there. Um, I had found an old guitar that my dad had left at the house after he moved out. And, uh, I remember just strumming away on that thing, not knowing what I was doing. You know, I put the headphones on and throw on my Huey Lewis in the news and then I would strum away and God love her. My sister would be like, Hey, that sounds great. And I'm like, <laughs> there's no way that sounds great, but thank you. You know, like him. <laughs> you, sound, you, you sound just like, you know, it wasn't strumming chords. I was just strumming open strings and shit. And, um, you know, I always wanted to be a musician. My grand, my grandfather was a, was a musician. And I think I've talked about this in, in odds and ends, but, he was a guitar player when he lived down in Oklahoma. He used to play for the old medicine shows. Uh, him and a him and a buddy him uh, of his would play, and then the you know the guy would sell the tonics and you know all that mm-hmm. shit. Uh, you know that's way back in the God. That would have been what uh, let's see uh, the thirties and forties or maybe right in there. But um, I remember having that guitar and having you know a book of some sort but never really making any strides forward and um i decided to join the high school band in my um uh let's see what is it seventh grade year i wanted to join band because i wanted to i wanted to play music so i picked up this i got the saxophone picked up the saxophone and went and did band class and did the marching band and i did all that shit well, the one of the girls in there who was teaching me, her boyfriend played guitar. And uh, she's like, listen, you know, come over. It was Halloween. It was a, He was having a Halloween party. And she's like, come over, hang out. I'm like, okay. So I went over. It was Rod Tracy. And we I went over and we hung out. And he's like, hey, I heard you want to be a guitar player. And I'm like, I do. And he was a guitar player. And he set me down. And the first song I ever learned how to play, Poisons Talk Dirty to Me. And I drove people fucking nuts all night long because I just kept playing that opening riff over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And, uh, yeah, it was from then we, he kept teaching me and I kept learning. And then Jeff Frazier came into that mix. Um, we were still jamming together and Jeff come in and I learned a lot from Jeff Frazier and that's pretty much it. They kicked me out of the band and (laughs) I went on to make my own band. So, So what was your first band, your first actual, the first, you would consider your actual first band? Okay, so the first band that me and Rod put together, we called it Taraxian. And Taraxian was a drug in a book that uh, Tony Alt, the one I just mentioned mm-hmm. that we killed in that car, car wreck, um, he had given me this book called Stage Fright. And I, I, don't, I don't remember who the author is, and I can't find this book. I want to find this book. But it was about a guy who took this drug, and then when he did it, things would happen. Like, shit would come out of his TV and stuff like that. 
it was a very interesting book. It was one of the first books I ever really read. And so the drug that he was taking was called Traxy, and I was like, this would be a great band name. And so, yeah, we uh, we made that our band name. Who was, Can you remember who was in that band? Oh, well, it was just me, Rod, and Jeff. Uh, and Jay King was our drummer. Um, Jeff was kind of in and out. Uh, we never had a solid bass player. Um, uh, Victor Vietnet played bass for us for, like, you know, he'd come over and hang out. And his brother Vince would come over and, and jam every once in a while. But we never, ever actually had a solid bass player for the, that time. And then we found one. Uh, it was a guy that lived in uh, Plymouth, I believe. And he came in, and he, did, he didn't really like me. He didn't like me at all. He didn't think I was a good singer. Because wow. I was singing in this band oh, okay. while I was playing rhythm guitar. And... So he didn't like me as a singer, so he brought in this other singer, and this other singer didn't like me as a guitar player, and then so he quit, and then we ended up having a our first real gig at um, Triton High School for one of the Dare dances. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, we we went all in, man. We had two hours of just rocking the rocking the place up, and it was a great time. It was my first time with a big full amount, full crowd, and. Cool. And we had a blast, and then they kicked me out the next day because the bass player didn't like me. Oh wow! So that's crazy. What was sad was is that you know I was longtime friends with Rod, and and I was longtime friends with Jay, and they the the bass player is the one that fired me. They just sat there with their heads down, never said a word. Wow! So yeah. they went on to do absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And you know, so be it. That's yeah. the way it is. Um, I went on to Jay actually said the drummer set in with the next band with me. Uh, it was me and um, uh, John Martin. Yeah, I knew John played bass, so I got a hold of John, and we had Wes Dean as a guitar player, and Jay would set in and play drums when he wasn't obligated with the other band. And unfortunately, Wes was killed in a car wreck, and that band just kind of fell apart but um that's when i'm it was pretty close after that when i met scotty t and um <laughs> tell you how i met scotty t Never. i knew scott from growing up he pulled me over and he's like hey man you want to buy this and i'm like uh no and he's like oh you still playing guitar i'm like yeah he goes uh we should jam i'll call craig stouter because he played guitar and i was like I got a bass player, dude. We got a band. And uh, since then, and then at that point, the band Shattered Image was born. I was running around with Sam Bird, and we were practicing, and somebody did something, and Sam bumped into a, one of those full-length mirrors, you know, and just broke it. And we're like, Shattered Image, that's the name of the band there right there. Go. So Shattered wow. Image was around for a long, long time. So what would you, was Shattered Image, would that be like your first big paying gigs that you did, or? Well, we got paid for the dare thing. Oh, okay. Well, the band got paid. I asked him, I was like, well, uh, you know, we all got paid. Where's my cut? And they're like, oh, we put it all in equipment. You know, we bought, we had rented PA systems and stuff. And so there's none of that left. And I'm like, all right, well, what was wrong with the PA system we had? You know, but it, it was, it was, it wasn't worth the fight at that point because, you know, when your friends, when your best friend, the guy that you hung around with and yeah. taught you how to play guitar, fucking hangs his head and walks away from you yeah that's hard yeah it's like all right i've yeah. never made up with him for that wow when was the last time you talked to him 
that day? No, he actually um, he showed up at a shattered image practice when we practiced at Scott's apartment and sat there. And, you know, we're kicking out all these tunes and just having a good old time. And he just sat there and stared at me the whole time. Never said a word to him. That was the last time I'd seen him in person. Oh, wow. And that was, what, 1980? Probably 89? Somewhere in there, yeah. yeah. 88, 89. Yeah. But as far as Shattered Image goes, we... We, we played a lot of places. We played what is now known as the Gentleman's Club in, in North Webster. That was mm-hmm. always a primary place. We played Rex's in Warsaw. We played um, the Kosciuszko County Fair. We did the Activities Tent yeah. a couple years. And, you know, we, we, did some, we did some really impressive things back yeah. for a young, yeah. a young, very raw band. Yeah. I mean, we weren't... Yeah. Uh, I first seen you at... Um Oh, the, the shopping center the you guys karma, rented the out. The Karma Show. Yeah. You, you kind of rented would, out the building or whatever. We and, did that twice. What, yeah. what had happened was is that uh, we had a girl that, we, that I went to school with who was working at Karma, and she talked Jay, the guy who was running the place, into coming up there and seeing us and he, at, in practice. And he like, yeah, let's do this thing. So what is now the Pella windows place over there. At least it was mm. that he, it was empty. So he got permission and we used that and we just had, uh, what we called the karma shows. We did two yeah. of them. Yep. And, um, yeah, we fogged that place out the first round, oh, man. It was man. so bad. You couldn't fucking see shit. It was uh, so much fog. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, good times. Uh, you know, back in those days, uh, all of us very young and very egotistical and i had more fights and I, you know maybe it was it was a lot of it was me but i had more fights with the band members over different shit and you know and but we stuck together we honestly stuck together for a long time so uh john ended up leaving and we ended up getting jimmy coburn and if you've listened to the josh ortiz interview we talked about about jimmy coburn and uh once again a lot of infighting me and me and jim did not get along because we were too much alike so we butted heads a lot yeah well yeah that happens in bands i mean you hear about it all the time where they just usually they're megastar bands and they just finally have gotten egos like you said and I wasn't a megastar, but I do believe I had Nico. <laughs> hey, you, you, you guys, you guys were good. I think you kind of, in my opinion, you guys kind of had that right. I mean, you guys were young, mm-hmm. and you guys were good, and I mean, you kind of had a right to have that ego. I thought we had a lot of fun. I mean, I, you know, I talk about some of the bad times, but we had so much fun back in those days too. You know. I was still in high school when that band happened mm-hmm. and you know we did have some we did have a little bit of success like I said you know when you're playing the karma shows for something that never was done before at that point you know that's pretty big yeah and that place was packed I mean it, it there oh, was yeah. a lot oh, of people yeah. there oh yeah um and we did two of them back to back they were both great we both we enjoyed all of it and we felt like rock stars and mm. you know sometimes that gets that gets away yeah. from you but well, here's what I got to ask you about that. I've always wondered because I remember at those shows you guys had like a bucket or something in the back for people to make donations to help mm-hmm. you make your 
uh, demo tape. Right. How much money did you end up making on uh, that, if I can ask? I don't I, even remember don't exactly. Know. It wasn't much. I, <laughs> I mean, um, I, I think. I threw a five in. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we made enough to, I think, cover the T-shirts to buy T-shirts, and then we sold T-shirts for a while. And, mm. I mean, you know, it, nobody was making money. Nobody was putting money in their pocket. Actually, Scotty T and Craig both had, you know, full-time jobs. Mm. Um, me and John were the were the lonely, the lost boys, so to say. The lost boys. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, so a lot of, like, and, and you got to remember, man, and I don't even really – throw this out as a thing until you know you really think about it but we practiced in scott's apartment you know i i can't tell you how much i appreciate now more than ever what he, i mean he paid for all the electric he paid for a chunk of food you know uh maybe the beer <laughs> you know what i'm saying i mean it's it's crazy to think back that you you don't really you don't really pinpoint that stuff yeah until you get late until later in life when when you realize that he did he footed the bill for a, a shit ton of what we did and craig and his uh girlfriend at the time they fronted a lot of a lot of money for different things too uh eric wagner was in the band he yeah. played keyboard for a while and you know he, he did things that they fronted because you know i was a fucking kid i didn't have a job i was fucking flat broke but i you know i was fronting a band damn it yeah there you go so but I don't remember how much was yeah, in that bucket. I, no, I've that's always kind of wondered. That's way, way too far back to remember that. I, I always wondered that. Okay, let's back up a little bit. Okay. Because I know, you know, you and Bobby have been together since high school. How did sure. you guys meet? How did you get together? Um, Unless that's a story you don't want to tell them. No, no, there's nothing. I mean, <laughs> don't want to say in front of God. I probably heard it, so okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, I knew Bobby... Because I was dating her best friend. Nice. Um, you know, that's way that's way young, too. I mean, you know, it was like, uh, God was, uh, I don't even remember exactly how old I was, but like her best friend was my first kiss. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. My first real kiss. Okay. Yeah, which was a little weird, you know, because she had a little more, she was a little bit older than me, had a little more experience with the whole kissing thing, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah. No, it's just a kiss. It's not. Yeah. I, I, you got a look I, on your I, face I, like it's more than that. It's not more no than that. There was no air quotes. There was no air quotes. It was really, you know, I was really, really young. And, uh, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't make it. I started, I dated a couple other girls along the way. And then it was just one of those things that uh, I, like, bumped into her the, at, at, at school one day. And we started talking. And, you know, back then there was no phones and shit. Yeah. Everything that you did was, like. Little little, little <laughs> paper notes that you pass to each other in between classes. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a lot of girlfriends that were pissed because I was like, "You write me notes this period." It was like, "Fuck no, I didn't write you a note." Well, son of a bitch, that's what the fuck. I'm not gonna write you anymore either. But you know, their letters were like 16 pages <laughs> yeah. long. You're yeah. like, "What the fuck?" You're like, "Hey, babe, how you doing? Uh, I can't wait to see you next period." All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I can relate to that. So yeah, we met and we met in uh, um, I think. My fresh, well, we met early on, but we started uh, started talking about my, I want to say freshman sophomore year, right in there, and um, yeah, we uh, ended up at another school fucking dance. And this is funny. 
this is funny and she will argue with me to this to this fucking day but we went to this dance well we went to the went to the basketball game and she was hanging out with me she's like you going to the dance and i'm like um i don't i don't uh, yeah i'm going to the dance so I call him. I go to the payphone. I call my mom. I said, "Mom, I'm going to go to the school dance afterwards." <laughs> She's like, "Okay." She's, "I'll be there at such a time. To pick you up." I was like, "Okay." So I'm in there. We're talking. She's like, "You want to dance?" I'm like, "Sure, slow dance." I'm not really much of a fast dancer, as you, as you know, as Gunner knows. <laughs> and uh, so we're slow dancing, and she starts kissing my neck. Now we hadn't actually, you know, officially been anything, but she starts kissing my neck. So I went for it. I gave her I gave her a kiss right there on the dance floor and and to this day she says I did never kiss your <laughs> <laughs> To this day she's like, "Uh-uh." That was, I said, "Bullshit. You started kissing my neck. It was that's what it was. <laughs> that's what got the whole thing started." Now, does she deny your kiss that you kissed her? No, 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 no. Not at all. No. No, but she denies that she started it by kissing my neck. Yeah. So uh, You're a horn dog. We all know. It. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, so. We started dating when I was about fifteen. So whatever, whatever age group that puts or whatever school right. that puts me into grade. There you go. Because I remember we dated uh, like maybe a month before my sixteenth birthday. Okay. So she drove on your first date then. Right? We did. We actually went and seen Rain Man. That was Rain our first Man. date. Oh wow. So we, we had the dance on Friday night, and we actually had our first date on that Sunday after that. We went and seen Rain Man. We made out in that car so bad, so heavy. Oh, my goodness. The oh. windows were all steamed up. And her best friend, which happens to be Colton's aunt, was working at – it was one of the Kroger's where the auto zone is now. Oh, okay. And the Kro- that was where she worked at the Kroger, and she came out. It's like, you guys okay in there? <laughs> <laughs> but we were killing time before the movie. You know, what better way to kill time? Well, there you go. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I'd prob- I'm probably doing the same thing. Around probably. Mm-hmm. More than likely, you were. Yeah. I wasn't with my wife then, but, you know. I partied with your wife back yeah, in those days, too. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. She doesn't like, she don't like to talk about that to me. I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't talk to you about that either <laughs> if I was her. Yeah. I don't blame her. <laughs> but... So, okay, so you and Bobby are together, and was she all behind you with the music, you know, coming into being in bands? and? Yeah, for, I mean, she was, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think uh, uh, how that played out. I think I was still in uh, the original Traxian when we first started dating, okay. and then, yeah, she was, yeah because she was with me through all that breakup and through all the other bullshit but yeah she's always been a big supporter of the bands and i mean it's hard to find a it's hard to find a woman that will put up with that much that much bullshit because at one point uh just before skylar she was actually pregnant with skylar so after we're married and she's pregnant with skylar and i was working at um I was working at Butterfly, and I'd left that to go work at a lump, the bank's lumber in Bourbon and fucking hated it. I hated every minute of it. And I got the call to go and join the band Coda. And uh, they were doing a bunch of uh, re-removing re things around, and and I was coming in as a, as a rhythm guitar player. And they had this other guitar player they were bringing in. His name was Brooks, and this guy was, was amazing because he was great. 
uh, as a guitar player, he was a little much uh, as a in in life. Things always he was always down and always getting kicked around. And but as a guitar player, he was absolutely outstanding. And I remember sitting in his house. I went and picked him up because um, he was drunk and he called me and he's like, "Can you come get me?" And I took him home and I just stayed with him and we just talked for like the rest of the fucking night. I mean, it was, I think we got to his place about 11. I think I left like four or five in the morning. We just, just chatted. Um, you know, he is the guy that taught me when you're writing music that sometimes less is more that you don't have to have all this bullshit in your music that less is more. Hmm. So, um, I didn't really, I, so I quit the job at the, at the lumber company because I was going to be playing with Coda and making, just as much as I was going to be making. Um, and for people who don't know who Coda is, John Finken, he's the drummer, the leader of the band, mm-hmm. and he's about as big as you can get without actually being big. You know, he has been performing since I've known him as a little kid, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. <laughs> and, you know, uh, he's really big in the community. He's really, you know, and he does more than just play. You know, he gives lessons. He does sound jobs. He does. He does everything. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he is uh, the epitome of a musician in the in the town of Warsaw, and everybody knows John, and John knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's not an unfamiliar, unfriendly face for John. He's a yeah. super nice guy, for Absolutely. sure. But uh, yeah, so uh, I quit the quit that job and was going to play in the band. And I think two weeks after I quit the job, um, they let me go from there. He, he let me go from Coda. I just wasn't, I don't know whether I didn't live up to the hype. I think that was my first, um, my first real in, instance where I was like, you talk too much about how good you think you are when you just need to be more honest and go into it with, uh, you know, without people, without giving people really high expectations. And I think that was my first big lesson with that is you know it's like he like can you do this fuck yeah i can do that i can do anything i can do anything and i don't think i lived up to my own height so it happened when you're young it does that happens yep so i was unemployed for uh for for a while and uh and i started a new band we basically revived kind of shattered image with jeff and rob and we tried some different entities and drummers and all this other bullshit and we ended up getting uh scotty t back in and we played some shows, but um, I love you, Jeff Frazier. You're 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 my man. But you broke up the band on my answering machine, uh, you know, because Scotty left. We were looking for a drummer, and they were like, they called my answering machine and quit the band. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it hurt a little bit. Oh, it I hurt a lot bit. But once again, you know, my ego might have gotten in the way of some things, and I was trying to be controlling. I was trying to be a leader, and you know, um, Jeff, not so much, but the bass player, he, he didn't, he didn't like it like that. You know, he wanted, he wanted his input and I was like, well, you joined my band. So, you know, you kind of got to go this way. This is why I run golden mojo the way I do the call guys. Amazing, amazing podcast because I leave them the fuck alone. I let them do what they want to do. Same thing with a quarter books and booze, a great podcast, but I let them do what they want to do. You know, I don't I don't try to micromanage every aspect of it. And these are the these are the things you learn along the way. Cool. So, okay, so let's let's get to the meat of how people 
that are listening to this probably know you. So how did you get started with the, uh, you know, Golden Mojo Radio and all that stuff? Golden Image Radio? Oh, Golden Image Radio. I say Golden Mojo. <laughs> I don't know. Golden Mojo Entertainment. Uh, yeah, well. Golden Image Radio. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, on the air. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Golden Image Radio. Um, so let, let's backtrack just a little bit. Um, uh the band gunner was uh going strong it was uh it was me and craig stouter and uh donnie doan and brad Beatty. we had uh, we were a country rock band you know you know we called ourselves country country as hell and we released an album now, gunner did come from gunner but i didn't name the band that i actually stepped away it was craig's son tory who picked the name there was two of them, and he's like, I like Gunner, so we named the band Gunner. Yeah. Of course, this is skipping a lot of a lot of bands along the way. But, oh, yeah. Um, so, obviously, uh, when we released this, I was friends with John Baker, who's a banjo player, bluegrass, extraordinary banjo player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gunner's been to see John many a times. Um, and John had a publishing company, and he actually took uh the gunner album and published it for me so that we were we were trying to get on b100 at that time and as me and john got to talking he was like you really you know why don't you make yourself your own publishing company you can have the rights for the gunner album back and then you can go forward so with ascap i signed up well golden image was taken or yeah something along the line ended up i ended up going with golden mojo music is is why you got golden mojo entertainment and stuff like that moving forward uh so yeah the name of my publishing company is golden mojo music but going forward then to the guilt four days we had done other albums with crystal blue uh you know and some other stuff but we get into guilt four we finished the album. We want to try to get some radio play because we're going to release this at Cheers. This is 2008. Okay. We're going to release it in early 2008 at Cheers in South Bend and Roseland. And I tried uh, to get radio support from the Bear because they have a homegrown show. And I sent emails. I made phone calls. And I could never get anybody to return my calls. Mm-hmm. Um so we went into that show with the zero radio support, you know, for a local bar and a CD release and, and so on and so forth. Fortunately for us, we had a lot of friends who showed up for this. Uh, we had some great bands. We had Still Frame and Noble Liar both were a part of that, uh, that show. But it pissed me off because I'm like, how many other bands are out there like me who they're not big in the South Bend community, so they're not getting any love from the local radio station. I mean, they're only doing a fucking hour homegrown show once a week. You know, why why not make it a little bit longer and, you know, a couple hours on the weekends, both Saturday and Sunday? Yeah. So, hence, I decided that I wanted to start an internet radio station for just local music. And so in the, in December of 2008, I went on the air for the first time, Golden Image Radio. Um, it was just me, just me sitting in the studio, just doing my thing. We did on Pirate Radio, where you had to jump through hoops to get to it. And um, so that's how, that, that's how the internet radio station was born. And we ended up with, what, like 200 bands that sent us our stuff. 
we ran it for four years. We had five or six regular shows. You know, the, me and Gunner did the horror show. We did this crazy shit shack show, the Angel of Rock show. Um, A Dog and T Bone doing Tuesday Night Takedown. Um, JT uh, and the Big JT e. and the Big E. So we had a bunch of shows that would air. Problem is, back then, you know, we were strictly live. Once you were on, you were on, and once you were done, it was over. There's no, no saving it and going back and binging uh. ten episodes or whatever. It's just gone. Which is why you got the vintage episodes of Golden Image Podcast from time to time. Nice. So, so there you go. Golden Image Radio was born out of me being pissed off. I couldn't uh, get fucking radio go. play. There you go. And why? And then why did you decide to end the radio? Was that to go into podcasting, or was that a, was there a gap in between there? Um, you know, it got to a point where the material, uh, we, you know, the bands kind of ran their course. Um, it was really hard to get bands. So we were doing a show once a week on Wednesdays. Uh, it was me, the rocker chick and Scotty T. And then we brought in Donnie and the rocker chick left. And, and then Donnie went off to be in, uh, you know, do, um, different stuff. And then he come back and it got to the point where we were doing, uh, you know, Gunner went off to college. So there was no, uh, Skyler went off to college. I don't Skyler know. Went off to college, yeah. yeah. Um, Gunner got busy, so the horror show kind of dropped off. JT and the Big E dropped off. A Dog and, and the Tuesday Night Takedown dropped off. Angel, the Angel Rock show, she'd only actually do the show if she had a guest. It was very rare that I could get her down here to do a show just, you know, talking about music or whatever. And I understand it was a long drive. You know, it was like an hour, hour and 15 for her to get all the way down here. So. And you're doing that once a week. You're paying for your own gas. And, you know, it wasn't like we were making shit. Yeah. I mean, we didn't make shit. Um, so everybody volunteered their time. So when they started falling off, it started falling off. When we were down to one show a week. And the material, I, I th honestly, I think it, at that point, the night that Donnie started talking about the size of a spider's balls. And I'm like, where are we going with this fucking radio station? This is supposed to be about local music and this and that. And and he's talking about the size of spiders' balls. And I'm like, no. And I look up and we have one listener. Oh, wow. And that's what it became. Every week we had one listener. And it was the same listener. Oh, man. And I was like, you know, once again, you're putting a ton of effort into something that you're not, you're getting absolutely zero return on. And that's why I called it quits with the radio station. So do you got like a like a favorite memory from the radio show? We had a lot of great memories, a lot of great bands. Uh, Deanne Sombrody was here. He was an amazing guitar player that had refurbed a fucking, uh, um, uh, what was that? It was a really expensive guitar, like a Taylor guitar where he put like bass strings on it and he would oh, slap. That was awesome. Yeah. And he could play all this. I mean, I'll have to play one of his songs for you one of these days. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this in the past. Johnster, I think if anybody listens to the Jamie Bostell, uh, Golden Odyssey, we talk about John, Johnster quite a bit in the opening, you know, having him here, you know, he was the original guitar player for Lillian Axe and, and amazing, amazing guitar player and a really super nice guy when, you know, when you kind of broke through his, you know, his walls a little bit, uh, really nice guy. Um, Working Musicians Day. 
hardworking musician day was a lot of fun. We were on the air for 24 hours solid. Oh, um, people were the first one was the better one because people would come in and out. We had Dottie's Revenge was here, and and uh, you know um, there was some other people that kind of came in and out. That's uh, coming a, up, isn't it? July. It was in 20th. July something. Yeah, July twenty first, twenty second, somewhere in there. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, we. I mean, there's. I have some great memories. I mean, you know, a lot of them are written on the wall. Mm-hmm. Mike got Spike from Ireland was here. Uh, uh, yeah, just amazing. Wow. So just pinpoint it to one. That's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of figured that would be the answer, but <laughs> had to ask. Gotta ask. Um, you got any questions? No, I'm you're kinda, doing. You're killing uh, it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm like enjoying this whole thing. You yeah. know, I know I skipped a lot of your bands and stuff, yeah, but yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to be here for five hours oh, because <laughs> that's what would happen if we went through individual bands. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that could do, be crazy. Do you have a favorite band that you were a part of? Oh my god! You know, I was just actually talking uh, uh, to Andy today about about bands and uh, you know the bands that I've been in. Uh, Guilt Four was probably um, the most fun. I, I, I was one of the most fun bands that I was in musically prolific perfect i mean the the players in that band were really really good the music was really really good um i have a lot of great memories with voodoo rain you know going playing shows with those guys and and you know i was the old fart of that band because all those guys were like five years younger than me and uh you know uh, just going and being a part of their crowd and the energy because you know they were still in their early 20s about that time so early to mid 20s um but you know i I loved all my bands i was in i I wouldn't have been in them i i I had opportunities to be in bands uh there was a band called roadkill that was in warsaw that tried to uh poach me from shattered image early on and i i really liked the guitar player we were buddies friends acquaintances how i don't know how you want to put it but that wasn't there wasn't that chemistry when I went and jammed with them. You know, mm-hmm. you know these things when you walk in. And most musicians will atone to this, I would think, that if you walk in and sit down with a group of guys and you don't feel it right away, you then you need to then you should walk away and don't force it. Yeah, that's I can see that. I can understand that. But so Okay, so we go through you know, the playing in the band, you know, the radio thing. How did the podcast come about? <laughs> so the radio station ended. 2013? Yeah, somewhere right around in there. And I kind of sat on my hands for a while. And I think Logan even talked about that in their final, the Teos's final ride. Uh, we kind of sat on my hands for a while. Me and Brad uh, Hargrave worked in the studio. We did stuff under Crankshaft Glory. So we, we recorded a couple albums. Uh, we, uh, we also um, shot some videos, you know, that are on YouTube. Uh, and we also did uh, a little side thing. It was a Tenacious D style thing called Tiki Lounge Mayhem. So we did that. And then, uh, you know, life happens and, and, you know, things go different directions. And... Um, I was just kind of like uh, just putting stuff in my studio and just letting it set and collecting dust and 
And I, I remember talking. Yeah, Gunner's looking around. <laughs> this fucking mess that's in here. Uh, I remember talking to Skyler and Gunner about like doing a blog. I thought, well, maybe I'll do some blogging or something like that. And I tried it, and I just wasn't impressed with myself, and so I never even put it out there. I had a I had a page of you know some stuff that was uh, that was going on that just was absolutely fucking horrible, <laughs> you know, and. I think Sky was it Skyler or you that I really started talking about podcasting with and it was like, you know, maybe we ought to do this podcast and the original idea was maybe uh, you know, doing guitars and just like like go to Sweetwater and be like, Today we're looking at the fucking Ibanez Gem seventy seven or, you know, and just discussing it and doing stuff like that. And I know that I kicked that around with Skyler quite a bit and it just never came to it wasn't something that I was felt comfortable with doing. And he ended up calling me and he's like, listen, I know you've been kind of kicking around doing some of this shit, but, um, you know, Alicia, my, our best friend and neighbors, you know, her and Roy, Alicia's wanting to do a podcast on, uh, true crime, you know, the murders of, and they want to keep it in Indiana. And, uh, I was like, well, you know, let's sit down and talk about it. And so I started putting together this space. Cause I've been like, well, we got to have a space if we're going to do this. And we were working on it and the girls went ahead and started cause they got over got over excited. <laughs> so they did their first three ep- or six episodes in their apartment on and the floor. on the floor with <laughs> oh, the dog wow. in the air conditioner, right in their, uh, right in their <laughs> microphone. And you know, we worked it out. I said, okay, I'm ready for you. And they come, they come in and we sat down and we talked and then they come back uh, a few days later and we recorded the first, uh, we recorded seven and eight, I think that night. And, uh, they looked at me because originally I was just supposed to be their producer. Huh? I wasn't supposed to do anything else. And Ashley looked at me and she goes, I want you to be my Steven. I'm like, what the, who the fuck is Steven? Well, one of their favorite podcasters, their producer would chime in. So I'm like, okay. So I would sit here for, you know, for the first uh, 20 episodes, I would just sit here and just be super quiet and just listen and not really say a lot. And, and I'm like, they would come to the end. I was like, Jay, what do you think of that? So I put my two cents in. Well, you know, it snowballs me. It always snowballs. <laughs> and uh, so I started getting into more of the conversation. They were doing their thing, but uh, I was definitely getting into more of it and talking with them about the murders and stuff like that. And meanwhile, I'm talking to Gunner and Skyler about doing a podcast. Like, well, fuck, we got this set up. You know, let's do this review. You know, we'll go to restaurants, we'll go to breweries, we'll go do all this shit. Hence, uh, you know, Golden Image Podcast is born. And then Alicia actually came to me and said, hey, I'm, you know, I know we're doing this true crime, but I've been thinking about paranormal and I'm like, well, let's let's put a pin in that and let's talk about it after we have a few more episodes of Murderers done. And I think it was like maybe two or three weeks later, my nephew Logan calls and says, hey, I've been thinking about it because he'd been he'd been hitting me up about Murderers. He's been listening and he hit me up and he's like, I've been thinking about doing a podcast on Paranormal. And I said, hold on, I got this pin. <laughs> Let me take out this pin. And I talked to Alicia and I talked to Logan and hence the United States of Paranormal was born. And of course, Phil and Gunner, me doing the Indiana Chiefs fan stuff, um, and now you with Golden Eighties. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the exact same thing. You know, uh, I started doing the Golden Odyssey, and you hit me up, and you're like, "Hey, uh, 
would you want to co-host for your interview? And my thing at that point was I needed to be able to just focus on that and not have scheduling conflicts and so on and so forth. So I told you no, but I was, you know, I was willing to work with you on something. Hence, now we have the golden yeah, you 80s. You opened that door. Yeah. And <laughs> I walked right through. He walked right through, <laughs> grabbed the handle, closed the door, sat down. <laughs> Hasn't left since. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, that's how it all kind of folded out. I mean, it, it's that's that's it in a nutshell. But it's the murderers that got me going. So what – where do you want to see this go? I mean, do you have, like, a – like a five-year plan or, you know? Um, I don't have a five-year plan. I should have a five-year plan. We llc Golden Mojo Entertainment. It is an actual official LLC business. We don't make any money, but we are set to make money. Um, we need to up our viewership. We need to do a lot of things to get, to get rolling. Ultimately... Uh, and you know this this doesn't come as a shock to Chico because we've talked about it. Hmm. Ultimately, I want to build an event center here in Etna Green. You know, a place where you know a big place where we can have weddings, or we can have a concert, or we can have a comedian, or we can have a speaker. We can have whatever, and we can have an event center, a nice big, with everybody having their own studios in the back so golden 80s has a studio golden image has a studio murderers have a studio Tusop has their own you know all this stuff built in the back and we actually have some recording studios and we have all these things to uh, accommodate anything that golden mojo entertainment wants to do whether it be a giant big green screen if we want to do something like that that's the ultimate ultimate goal is a giant event center to basically take over my life and uh you know worry about that all the time that would be that would be awesome preferably right next door to his house yes (laughs) i have the land picked out i just gotta see if they'll sell it to me (laughs) maybe you can buy out uh winona powder coat down the road maybe maybe that's already got a building i just need to refurb it But, yeah. But, you know, I don't know about five years, but, uh, you know, in five years, I'd like to see all the pods with, you know, thousands and thousands of daily streams and and being able to, you know, get ad revenue and, you know, just stuff like that. I think that's the that's the short goals right now. Yeah, I, I check my mail every day for a check with you know, Golden Mojo. <laughs> I check my mail <laughs> every day for a check. <laughs> One of these days it'll happen. <laughs> You'd shit your fucking panties <laughs> oh if you walked out there and there was a check. Yeah. It's only going to be for 15 cents, but damn <laughs> yeah. it, it's a check. Hey, I make you a professional because that's the difference between an amateur and a professional. A professional paid? gets paid. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, But anyway... So, how many more podcasts would you like to see happen? Any or I? You know what? I would love to see. What are we at now? Seven. I'd love to see three more. I'd like to have a nice even ten. Even ten. But Golden Jay is not going to be hosting these podcasts. He just wants to be able to produce and put it underneath the flag. So that's the that's the kind of thing there. I you know I once again. Golden Image Radio was a prime example. I started with one. I had to have more. 
podcast now, the Golden Mojo Entertainment, it's the same thing. I started with one pod. I got to have more. And I just keep creating. And I need to just stop and focus heavily on what I've got. But if we have a group that would come in and say, hey, we want to come in under the Golden Mojo flag and be part of the part of the empire and they're going to be able to record i mean i can edit and produce and master and post all that stuff but you know as of right now golden jay is done being a host he's done he's got five that's plenty yeah oh i could i mean but if you're actually sitting out here with them and they're recording i can't see you not chiming in because well um, i'm hoping it would be like the call guys or the quarter books and booze where they have a setup or we get them set up with some stuff where they can record and just send me the raw files and then i can take care of it from there i don't have to worry about the call guys call guys manage their own shit they take care of everything and the same thing with the quarter books and booze i got them set up I got, you know, we we taught the Skywalker, you know, what little we know about, you know, what he needs to do to get that done. And they manage that now, and it's all taken care of. And I'm extremely grateful that I don't have to worry about it. They actually do their own recordings. They set up their own schedules. And then Skyler gets it on the on the uh, the streaming app that we use. Same thing with, with Chico. He takes care of everything. I don't have to worry about that. Chico also takes care of my Indiana Chiefs fans. I don't know that people know how much he, you know, those two boys are doing for the empire outside of just, you know, happy to do it. Here you go. Yeah, you know, they do a great job. Fucking it's awesome. I love it. Here for you. <laughs> there you go. I don't have any questions for you, but I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you don't have any burning questions for me? Something uh, you've always wanted to know about your dad? No, because it He's an open book with, uh, I'm sure, with me and Skyler both. But I, I mean, I pretty much know everything about my dad. I need to know. Um, listeners might want to know what kind of hobbies you got. What, what What do you do outside of this? Outside of yeah. work? That's not podcast. What? Anything? Um. Well, obviously, I uh, you know I, I play guitar a little bit. Uh, I'm not a gamer. I don't really game. Um, I do love to play disc golf. Disc golf is a is a lot of fun and. You know, me and the boys of and and Bobby, we played disc golf quite a bit. Um, I am getting ready to go out and play some regular golf with Chico here. You know, in the next month or so. But um, what else do I do? Uh, that's pretty much it. I don't really. I mean, you got something. You got something? No, no. Oh. I just, I, it's podcast has taken over <laughs> your yeah, life the last true. the last uh, year and year, a and, year a half, and a half. Yeah. So I mean, it's been. I don't see you do a whole lot of other stuff outside no. of this. No, I, but, um, I enjoy, I enjoy going and doing things. Uh, we're gonna go do some hiking here. You know, we just did some hiking a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're going out with Billy and Tina to uh, to do that down in Turkey Run, and um, you know, I like to go to concerts, but I sometimes get concert out. You know, we did a lot a couple of years ago, and. And, you know, I saw some great bands. I've seen some bucket list bands. But uh, other than that, yeah, you're right. Podcasting has taken over my entire world. And um, I just want to see it succeed. I I really want to see myself sitting in that chair doing this as for a living. That's that's what I want. With a big desk and a big office. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That would and then we'll get Brandon a little desk in right a in little the corner of your office, <laughs> <laughs> facing the corner of my office. <laughs> no window. 
we'll, we'll put or up a, a fake one of those fake windows. I want to say we'll like put up a picture of like a little uh, little pond, a little brook or something. You know? <laughs> the love is there, buddy. The it's love there. is there. So, so who's your favorite podcast host, and why am I? <laughs> oh, sorry. I meant to point to you, Brandon. <laughs> No, you know, I kid. I kid. I, I, I <laughs> once again, I absolutely love the entire Golden Mojo family. They are not only giving themselves their time, their energy, but uh, you know, it's it's just great, and they're they're all great people. I mean, I, I love it. I love the family. So. It, I, I can't pick just one. But if he had to, it would probably, probably be Colton. It would be Colton. Colton. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely it. would be Colton. Suck it, Colton. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I love Colton. He's 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 pretty great. We I have some good, good guys. Let me just, Brandon, I get here tonight, and Colton, this is Wednesday. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Colton calls me on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday after he gets off work, and I walk up, and I didn't even say, I didn't even tell Colton where I was. I handed him my phone, and he talked to my dad for a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, he's it's a good true. guy. I, I like Colton a lot. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. So is there, do you think there'll ever be another band in your future? Well, uh, we just recently played, or we we're playing this weekend, or however it works out. Uh, the family's helping families. I like to do that. It's my once a year thing. I go do an acoustic set with the boys. Uh, they're in Rochester at the the Solid Rock Church for families helping families, and it's a great, it's a great, um, it's a oh God. I'm losing words. Event. Event. <laughs> Uh, and a great charity. Charity, there you go. The the Families Helping Families charity is is pretty wonderful, and and we're very supportive of it. You know, helping helping uh, moms who need that diapers and formula and stuff like that. So this will be our fourth year. We're you know uh, we've been at it since the inaugural. We're very proud to be a part of it, and Golden Mojo Entertainment will once again be a part of it. You know, we're going to be doing the we'll be doing the lives and stuff from down there. So, um, you know, just stuff like that. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I have to try I'll have to make it down there to see you. Yeah, you should. You should come you down. Know. I don't. I. I. I'm yeah. not exactly. We're like. There's there's three groups. Uh, or there's four groups playing. We're the third one to play. So. It's gonna be like I think four thirty five o'clock when we actually play. So, yeah, I I, I wasn't gonna go see you guys play up there in Bremen at the little mm. sandwich that was shop. A killer show. Oh man, yeah. that was a great show. I wish you'd have made it up because yeah. we had a blast in there and uh, yeah, just so much fun. Yeah, the was, Mean Bean Coffee House up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna come up. I had planned on it, and I don't remember what had happened that. Might have been something with my wife or something. It could be. Like, yeah, I mean, it, you, know, you know, life happens, and we don't always get out. I, I don't get out as much as I should. I mean, there's a I, bunch of places I'd like to go. I did watch the. I did watch the video of the rocker chick doing oh, zombie yeah. on yep, Facebook. Yep, yep, that's for sure. She's killer at zombie. Oh yeah, yes, she is. <laughs> so, so do you got anything that you got planning in the future that doesn't involve? podcasting or music you know another venture you'd like to do to dabble in um no just i mean like i said if we can start putting this event center thing together maybe look for some sponsors or some investors or something like that 
Um, other than that, I mean, no, I don't really have any other. I, I guess I need to focus on this. I don't need to open up another can of worms and then not fish with the first can of worms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I need to focus on golden mojo yeah. entertainment and, you know, making all of my podcast hosts life better for all the work that they put into this. That is the ultimate goal that, you know, not me, not going to a day job. There you go. <laughs> that is his that, real that. goal. Now that's my goal. I know, right? <laughs> right? I want to go to a day job. <laughs> you know, if we can get to that point where we don't have to go to a day job and, you know, and things are trucking along, then, you know, life will be life will be good and we'll work on venturing out more. Uh, right now it's about uh, prioritizing your time and what you have time for and, and trying not to overwork yourself and still be able to enjoy, uh, you know, uh, soak in the hot tub, you know, and not feel like you're not getting something done because you've taken 20 minutes to go soak in the hot tub or, or something of that effect, you know. I know that sounds weird, but it truly is a thing. I get in the hot tub, I'm like, I fuck, I should be in there doing this. I need to do socials for Golden 80s. I need to write, do the write-up for this, or I need to do that. Uh, it's just, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I know you guys do a lot of work on this, you know, and I can't, I couldn't do it. I mean, I can barely sit in front of a mic and talk, you know, <laughs> where people can understand me. But, you know, it, it's fun. I appreciate, you know, what you do. People I, are loving, uh, loving uh, Frankie Vegas on the mic, man. Uh, uh, you know, they are. They're Vegas. loving it. But, yeah, I mean, I I hope I get to work with you on this for a long time. I, and hope, I hope you want to stick around for oh, a long I time. Oh, I do. I am loving this. I mean, I hope we don't run out of topics. I don't think we I will. I don't think we can. <laughs> no, It'll turn into the 90s show. The 90s show. <laughs> the golden 90s. The golden 90s. I, <laughs> I did look at the rocker chick uh, uh, a few nights ago, and we did. We sat down We sat down in the hot tub, and, and I looked at her, and I said, so how much longer before I hit total burnout? And she looked at me, and she goes, Probably not much longer. <laughs> Think about that every day. Every day when I call him and he's sitting at his desk, and I'm thinking, maybe he should be sitting in that hot tub right now, not <laughs> thinking about this. But yeah. I I love this. I honestly love doing this. Um, it is it has brought nothing but joy in my life. I'm I I honestly today I've had an extremely shitty day. Uh, you know. Between a deer running into the side of my car first thing this morning, um, you know, dealing with uh, things at work and people, uh, this and you talk about this in golden golden eighties. This is your happy place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mine too. Behind this microphone, talking and just you know having fun and doing what we're doing is my happy place, and I enjoy it. And I enjoy it when it's when I know that everything's done for the week, and I'm like, hey, you know, all these are edited, all these are posted. Uh, now, what can I? What else can I do to to help move this along a little bit farther? And and you know, it's, I, I I missed. I didn't get a chance to read the emails. I'm glad that you did. I'm glad you saw they were there because I totally did not see them for the Golden Eighties this mm-hmm. this um, this week or so, whenever it was. But <laughs> <laughs> the way back, the machine. way back machine. The way back. 
however this falls out but uh you know i'm grateful for all that but i love doing it i love when it's all done and then i always look for what i need else to do I know it sounds weird, but no, you know, no, I get it. I get it. You get so much, and you're like, but like Chico over here, man, he's fucking like knocking out these socials like crazy for the call guys and shit like that. And I need to try to keep up with him. Not the past couple of weeks, I had computer issues. He did. And finally, got a new computer replaced, and so are you all no. good on the computer? Front? Yes, it's okay. it's fixed. It's all good now. <laughs> Knock on wood, because I don't want it to break down again. But yeah, I need to get back in that swing of the socials, and that's. Yeah, it helps a lot. I it think. does. And, I think it does. Um, uh, United States of Paranormal just worked out a deal with Podorama to put their button on our website and uh, uh, in our in our socials in our uh, show notes, where they'll take our podcast and put it in on a popular podcast as a as a reference piece. It's like, well, mm. if you like this, you might like this. Yep. And so I think that'll help that come along and. And, um, you know, I'm going to give that a few weeks. I'm going to look at the numbers and then I'm going to be like, hey, listen, you know, I have fucking six other podcasts that are willing to do this, you know, to put it in their show notes and then put it on our gold mojo and T E N T, you know, can we, what can, what kind of a deal can we work out? So, you know, it's working out things like that and, uh, you know, finding ads, finding sponsors and stuff like that. So that's what we're, that's what, that's what we're working towards. But Sponsors want to see views, and yeah. you know, right now, United States of Paranormal is our highest in viewership. Um, so that's where I hate to say it, but that's where the major focus for any ad revenue and stuff like that is going to go. the The call guys, we're going to work on getting them more streams so that we can then work on their ad revenue and stuff like that. So. You just got to get one going, and you know, yeah, and the rest of and them, everything well, will fall into well, place. Well, I mean, take for example, IsoCamp. Yeah. Um, super awesome listener for the Golden Mojo Empire. I mean, he listens yeah. to more than just you know one podcast. Like started, the Call Guys started with two subs. Started the Call Guys. Yeah. He's on the Golden Eighties and Golden Image. Yep. He's, yeah. Yeah, and he's constantly emailing and constantly doing that stuff. I mean, that's what it takes. You you know you got to you got to find a good listener who's going to go to all these and you know that's what it's all about that's why we talk about all these different podcasts in our podcast you know it's not like you know you have to keep them separated we're a big fucking family so you know it's yeah, great it's that true. way but yeah but yeah i get that though you know you want you know like you said two stops the best one right now you want to be able you get that going it's like you know put all your Big rocks in first, and then all the little ones will exactly. fit in. And then know? it'll all fill, the and jar will fill, fill up. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice yeah. analogy. I like yeah. that. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. But, yeah. You know. So, as we're recording, we got a big Powerball jackpot going to be drawn tonight. Uh-huh. Did, did, you, you, a, did you buy a ticket? No, I never buy, buy a ticket. Oh, you didn't buy a did ticket? Did you buy a ticket? Yes, I did. Did you really? How about five of them? Yeah. Uh, uh, the last huge Powerball um, lottery thing or whatever mm-hmm. whatever it's called the jackpot uh, I was actually on my way to Kansas City for one of the games I think it was uh, what was it I don't remember I don't was remember yeah 
we were we we're heading out there. So I bought Powerball tickets in every state that I went. So I got one from Indiana, Illinois, Missouri, and Kansas. I bought oh, two cool. tickets in every state. <laughs> and you know how much I won? Not a fucking thing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you if you bought a ticket. If you won, what is it, $1 billion right now, uh-huh. as we record, what would be the first thing you would do? Uh, the first thing I would do would get an investment guy and try to make sure that I was smart with all that money, a lawyer and an investment guy. That's the first step in doing anything. That's where you got to go with that. Yeah. I have an accountant, so I have that problem, but I'd get a lawyer and I would get an investment guy and we'd figure that, figure that out from there. The next thing I would do, I'd probably pay off all my credit card and my house debt. That would be the, the next oh, thing yeah. to go. The cars, all that stuff, be paid off. I would have no debt, then I'd tell my job to, and <laughs> then I would uh, uh, lose the kids' phone number. <laughs> <laughs> never, no, never, I tease. never. Um, I don't know what I would do after that. I mean, you know, basically, I, I guess you start separating, separating the money up. I mean, I've always thought that I would, if I won the big jackpot, I would sit down and I would call up my buddy Annie. He's like, "What's it gonna take?" There you go. What's it going to take, Brandon? Mm. There you go. Gunner, Skyler, Mo. what's it going to take? Yeah. You know, here you go. These are gifts. These yeah. are gifts. Yeah. That, you know. I would do the same thing. Yeah. I think that I would just start going through the list of, of the people that have helped me and stuck with me and, and and are my friends and obviously my family. I mean, you know, I would call my sister up. It's like, what's it going to take? What's it going to pay to pay off all your fucking bills? Boom. Here you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, if I win... I will definitely be backing Golden Mojo. And, right on. You know, it will become a reality. There you go. See? Well, I hope you, you win. win. You want to build a <laughs> you event center? Build an event center right I'm next saying, I will. <laughs> Probably, if you win a billion dollars, th- I'm thinking that you won't only spend a fraction of that billion dollars to build this event center. <laughs> <laughs> What are we going to call it? The Frankie Vegas, uh, Frankie the Frankie Vegas. Golden Event Center. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Golden Frankie. I don't know. There we go. Well, I, I, I just, I, I I get so wrapped up in thinking about it that I just quit buying them because it just, be, yeah. it was, it's such a heartbreak. I had so many tickets in my hand and there wasn't but two numbers in all of those tickets. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so fucking heartbreaking. Oh, I never win. I just, you know, I just do it just maybe, you know. Yeah. Huh? You're dreaming. It's a chance. dream. It's, yeah. you know, dare to yeah. dream big. You know. Right? What's the old saying? Uh, dream hard. Dream hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wake up hard. <laughs> that happens a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love a heart attack over there. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Terrible. Well, yeah, okay. I, that kind of answers my question. Chico, he's doing a good job. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I, <laughs> I've enjoyed spending this. Uh, you know, we record recorded a couple different things tonight. Just spending yeah. time with you guys. And Emperor, glad we could mm-hmm. uh, get some background on you. I know a lot of listeners already know you. Yeah. But uh, when um, when Brandon first asked me about this, I, I I was like, let me ponder this for a minute, and because I did think that. Anybody who's ever listened to the podcast, no, I'm 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 pretty open about a lot of things. You know, there was some stories tonight that I don't think I've ever told 
or I haven't told in a long, long time anyway. But, um, yeah, most people know me. And I'm like, I don't know. Would that be, would that be really that interesting? And, and as I was kind of winding down the whole golden odyssey, it's like, why not? Let's, let's get Brandon a shot at being an interviewer and, and see, uh, and you did a great job, man. You did a fucking awesome job. Thank you. So, uh, but I wanted to make sure I always want to involve Chico in most everything. And I thought, well, let's, let's get Chico in here. And, uh, if you haven't heard it's coming out or it already was out, uh, or it's coming next week. I don't know. He did an episode of golden eighties with us while we were here tonight. So I I can't keep that fucking shit straight i need a calendar a big ass fucking year-long calendar in front of me you got walls i do yeah but uh then i don't want to cover up my mural what you guys are right there with so (laughs) golden mojo entertainment Mm -hmm. uh drawn and painted by montana the golden mojo the original golden mojo so but yeah yeah. uh, brandy did a great job man fucking awesome Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate you letting me do it. No, hey. I'm, oh. I'm glad you did it. What? One oh. last question. Oh, oh, shit. You got my plugs? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that to you. Uh, <laughs> wait, who's doing socials? <laughs> I'm doing socials? Yep. Wow. I think Brandon ought to do socials. Oh. This is his show tonight. He was the host. <laughs> you know, I'm going to pat that right <laughs> I could I could muddle my way through it, but it'd be really bad. <laughs> Would it be worse than what Colton does? <laughs> uh, Colton, I think he'd better not be at it. <laughs> all right, well, because I don't know all the websites and stuff. Oh, like that. I don't either. We just filled we just filter our way through it. All right, hey guys, thank you for checking out this final episode of season one, Golden Odyssey series. Uh, I appreciate all my guests who I've had. Um, you know, I've had some great guests. They, they've been all been amazing and, uh, I so appreciate all of them. Um, go back. If you haven't listened to them all, go back and check them out. We I mean some wonderful people, Julie and Chuck and Jamie and, uh, Josh. And I mean, I can't, I, I'm missing some in there. Uh, a dog. Um, who else? Come on, work with me here. No Chico, me, Chico, <laughs> that's right. Chico uh, was on the, the episode eight. Um, I appreciate everybody so so much. So, um, we are going to do the Golden Odyssey series again. I just uh, I need to take a break. I need to slow down a few things, and this is one of the things that needs to uh, just take a break. But we are eligible to bring it back. So I thank you guys for for checking out these past nine episodes. Uh, also. You know, check out Golden Image Podcast. I mean, you know, you go you see mine on Facebook. They're on YouTube. Uh, go rate and review them on Spotify. Please, we need the help. We need to get back up in the charts. We need to get uh, we need to get some more likes and so that we can get the advertisements and, and so on. Uh, if you you know if you're so inclined, you can go check out GoldenMojoENT.com. We have a kick-ass merch store on there has all of our uh well not all of united states of paranormal is on its own uh website but uh we have all of the other uh podcasts on there we have the call guys we have golden image podcasts we have indiana chiefs fans we've got uh golden 80s we got murder nerds and of course a court of books and booze all have merch on there t-shirts you know wine tumblers pint glasses man there's all kinds of different stuff some kick-ass call guys sweatshirts on there some call guys hoodies 
feel free to go and check it out and uh, place an order. Help us out. Could use all the love we can get. All right. Did I did I get it all? Good job. All right. Hey, and if you guys have any questions for any of the podcast, email. You know, we can. Yep. We can sort them out, or you can, you know, listen uh, to the podcast of who's got what. uh, But we can take we can take uh, emails at goldenmojoent at gmail dot com. We'll take all your emails there. So, all right, all right, nicely done. So keep it spooky. See you on the other side. Later. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> what else? All the other ones. I'm trying to think of all the. <laughs> read with you later. Uh, uh, what else we got? I'll die. I, I'll die on that hill. For all those out there in <laughs> podcast land. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We're out. Later. See ya. Oh, I finally got a crap this game. Rock on! Oh! Wow! Don't, don't, don't.